0: Alright, what is going on everybody? Welcome back here today to episode 12 of the Just Ballin Podcast. We're back here today with Tom. What's going on guys? What's up, what's up? Uh, so yeah, today we're talking about trades. Uh, We each have five realistic that could happen trades that you can kind of get for both teams and then we have five fantasy trades that kind of probably won't happen but we think they would be cool if they do and they would still kind of make sense for both teams but they're probably not going to happen because these are bigger names so yeah we're just going to go through pretty much 20 trades in total today we might have overlapping trades um and then i'll talk about the andre drummond uh new. all right so uh we're going to start with our realistic trades. so we each have five and then we're just going to go back and forth so what's your first realistic trade
1: uh my first one is uh Dwayne deadman trade uh, Boston uh, receives Dwayne Dwayne, Dwayne Deadman, and uh, the Kings would receive Carson Edwards and his cancer and a future first. Um, I think this is you know would be a good fit for Boston because Deadman he's taken a a dip this year like from his stats he's playing decreased minutes and just signed a deal worth thirteen million dollars a year, mm-hmm. which is which is like. You know, kind of on, like, the lower end, like, for, like, new contract you see in the NBA. Not many guys are signing for less than $10 million anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, Boston doesn't really need um, his – he need his jump shot. Like, they have Kemba, they have Jason Tatum, they have Jalen Brown. Gordon Hayward's back. And Boston's playing great. Um And I think he, he he's – seven foot could be a good protector inside. And he's st- – I feel like he's still developing. Like, he had a slow start to his career. And now, the last two years, he's put on, like, 11 in – Like, eight or nine. Um, He's taking a dip this year, obviously. But I I think if he's in the right spot and is able to, you know, get his full potential, I think he could be a good fit in Boston.
0: Yeah, so Dwayne Dedman signed a three-year deal in the offseason. It's basically a two-year deal because the last year is not guaranteed. I believe it's only a million guaranteed. Now, yeah, so Dwayne Dedman, we talked about it on last week's pod, that he did request a trade. Um, from Sacramento and then you would obviously think a contender would look to go after him Yeah, uh, there was the Atlanta Hawks were interested Which is funny because they had him for the last two years and they chose not to resign him I also had a Dwayne Dedman trade and that was for Mason Plumley in a second round pick because the salaries do match Mason Plumley is an expiring deal so it frees up some cap space for Sacramento in the offseason uh denver gets a good backup center to Jokic that they can kind of use as a bridge center because bull bull is still probably a year or two away so next year could just be the bridge year Deadman as the backup center and then you could have bull bull coming up in 2022 and he could provide some floor spacing off the bench be a rim protector and i think he would fit well with jeremy grant and i think for sacramento you get a second round pick for somebody who doesn't want to be there i think that's a plus and you get an expired deal so i think that was pretty um that was pretty given that we were going to talk about Dwayne Dedman. Did you have any other Dwayne Dedman trades, or was it just this one? I just uh, had one on Dwayne Dedman.
1: Yeah, I try. I tried just uh, keeping him to one trade. Okay. So, uh, I'll talk about one of my realistic
0: trades, and we could stay on Sacramento. Um, I threw out a Bogdan Bogdanovich trade. Now, this is probably the most, quote-unquote, unrealistic one from my realistic category, and it's Bogdan Bogdanovich for Dante DiVincenzo and the Pacers first. So, this might be a little bit of an overpay for Indiana, um, but they're getting a really good shot creator who is still, I believe, only 27, in his career he will be a restricted free agent in this summer um and they're up against the luxury tax so that would be a reason i don't think that they would go after him yet yeah, he's 27 and he's having a solid season he's shooting 38 uh, percent on three on about seven attempts a night and i think he could be a nice young addition for them and he could be kind of that third or fourth shot creator after blood so middleton and obviously Giannis. uh did you have anything from sacramento or that was it no um I, did not, I didn't. I don't Okay. So me. yeah, you could. Uh, what's the next trade you have? Those were just my first two.
1: Um, another realistic trade. I have. It's a. It's a Kevin Love trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's a lot of deals going on for Kevin Love. You know, possible teams you can go to. A lot of contenders. Um, I tried just keeping um one player to one deal, so I can kind of space that out a little bit. Yeah. So like Dwayne Dedman, I know there's a lot of offers for him, but just do one for him, one for Kevin Love. Um, and so I have the Cavs, uh, trading Kevin Love. And Tristan Thompson and receiving uh Hassan Whiteside, Kent Moore and a first. Uh, I think Tristan Thompson's having a good year, like one of the, one of the better years of his career. Mm-hmm. And um, but there's a very good chance that he walks, yeah, he'll be a pending free agent.
0: And this is a big move for Portland, they get two solid. Um, well, I guess Thompson will be a root, uh, the backup center when yeah. uh Nurkic comes back, yeah. And love fits in, I mean, that defense would be poor. And the only reason I just don't know if Portland would do that is just because. Love his contract. It's pretty poor. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's he's gonna be making thirty million a year for the next three years, which means you'll be paying him about roughly thirty mil uh, in his age thirty-five season, which is a lot of money. And I don't know because the uh, the McCollum and the Willard extensions kick in next year, so I feel like that'll be the only reason. But yeah, I would like to trade for Portland and Cleveland. You said they'd get a first in that too. Yeah, they get yeah. A, they get a first round. Yeah, players. I think if you're getting a first for somebody that's gonna walk and somebody that doesn't fit your timeline whatsoever. I think that's definitely yeah. a deal that they should make.
1: And the, and the first, you know, the the Cavs got, old, the, got their young guys there trying to build around now. And I think you know, getting getting an extra first could never hurt anybody when you're trying to rebuild. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right. Uh, so you've gone through two. I've gone through. I've gone through two. I'll talk about um another one. So we could actually stay on Portland. I have a couple Portland trades. Or actually, excuse me, I have one for the estate category, and it's Marcus Morris Senior for Kent Bazemore and two second round picks. Now, I know the Knicks kind of recently came out in the Shams, like, uh, past thing that he does, that the Knicks want to keep Marcus Morris because he wants to be there. And getting two second-round picks, I don't know if that's worth it because you can obviously keep Marcus Morris, get him back on maybe uh, a two-, three-year deal in the summer. But if you can get two second-round picks, I feel like the Knicks should do that. Now, it's not a first, and I don't think a team will go up, give up a first for Marcus Morris. But if you can get two seconds and Kev more in expiring, who could just buy out after that anyway. I think the reason you do this for the Knicks is because you can give more playing time to Kevin Knox, Damian Dotson, Ike Bruce Dekis, and all the young guys. And R.J. Barrett can get more shots, even though maybe he doesn't need to. And then um, for Portland, you get a good shot creator off the bench and you can fight for that seventh seed. And then hopefully you're fully healthy, or eight seed, and then you're fully healthy with Nurkic and Collins back come April. And you could have a really good top eight in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have... Uh, so you had Kent Bazemore in that yeah. in that Cleveland trade, okay, okay. Uh, so what is your third realistic trade?
1: Um, I'll go with uh, Darius um going to the Sixers, okay, uh, for yeah. um, Mike Scott and the first from OKC. Um, <clears throat> so like you know he's on an expiring contract, so um, the Wizards could see him walk for nothing, and you know it's it's definitely for things like this when the Wizards really aren't in contention whatsoever um i feel like teams are more inclined to make trades that you know involves involve first round draft picks and, and and you know one other guy because like as you know he Bertans uh, could be a valuable asset but you know it's just not really fitting the the Wizards timetable right now i guess and you know the and and the Sixers could use a shooter with Ben Simmons struggling and uh you know the rest of their team um you know could always use an extra sharp shooter to be able to you know compete for a title because you n- you need to really be able to spread the floor and um, be able to you know click on all cylinders if you want to really make that next step to the conference finals or NBA finals.
0: Yeah, so the, the big knock on the Sixers this year is definitely their four spacing. They really don't have anybody off the bench besides for corkmans that can really shoot the ball at a rate you would like. Uh, I believe for Davis Rutans, I think he's making around seven mil a year mm-hmm. um, or eight mil. So Very a contract need, for now. Yeah, so you probably need to throw in somebody else just to make the contracts work because Mike Scott is a little bit under, I think, that threshold of the 85% or whatever that exact number is that you need to match the salaries. I think Zaire Smith could be somebody that maybe Washington would want. But the thing with Washington, the reason I don't believe they're going to trade Davis Bertans is because I think they're going to make the playoffs next year. If John Wall comes back somewhat healthy... And he is a top 15 point guard, which I think is doable because he was a top 7 point guard before he got hurt. Bradley Beals entering his prime. You're going to have another year of Hashimura. You're going to have another year of Thomas Bryant. You're going to have a lottery draft pick. And then you can maybe have some cap flexibility in the offseason. I mean, I don't really think the Wizards are going to make a splash move, but maybe that move is to bring back Davis Bertans. I think for Philly, if you can give up Zaire Smith, Mike Scott, and protect it first, you do so because I think Davis Bertans is what they need. It's a four-spacer off the bench that can kind of play off Embiid and then... Uh, he's not he's not really the greatest defender in the world but if you're pu- putting him on the floor with Josh Richardson, Ben Simmons and Bede, and say Al Horford that's incredible um yep, help around course. him so I, I i like that for Philly i just don't think personally Washington trades Davis Bertans um a- at this deadline do you think that they will or do you think like they they won't pull the trigger on him
1: i think i mean i think definitely it's just um you know in in, in time for the the trade deadline when it actually comes you got to see maybe watch it'll make another small move or 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 two you know they they might just kind of flip some stuff around i do think they have a good chance of making the playoffs next year if john wall comes back healthy that's a big if because it's been how many years since he's you know been fully oh, yeah, healthy be for a, a year season. and a half yeah and and, and yeah and he's and he's had other seasons where he's missed you know ample amounts of games due to injuries and um you know it might be on their concern John Wall is their guy. Picked him first overall, and he's he plays really well when he's healthy. With very well with Bradley Beal too. Beal seems very happy there as well. You know he's uh he, he signed um <clears throat> the contract and he's playing out of his mind right now, which is great. So you know um, I think it's realistic. Uh, I, I I think it definitely could happen, but we'll see. Yeah.
0: So uh, I'll move on to my uh, fourth trade here, and it's going to involve Andre Iguodala, who has not played once for the Memphis Grizzlies this year. Now a lot of people want to throw out that. Dallas could maybe make a move, the Courtney Lee expiring in the second round pick that they have that's the Golden State second round pick, so it's basically late first. But I believe Dallas said that they aren't going to be looking to acquire a rental for a team that probably won't be competing for a championship this year. Um, so I have Andre Iguodala going to the LA Clippers for Mo Harkless and a second round pick. Now, I think the reason you do this for both teams, is for Memphis, you're getting a second-round pick, at least for Andre Iguodala. Instead of having to buy him out and getting absolutely nothing for him, you at least get a second-round pick that, who knows, could be some rotational guy down the line that you could use. And for the Clippers, and also you get Mo Harkless, who's an expiring. Um, and then for the Clippers, you're basically the reason you're trading for Iggy is so the Lakers don't get him. Because I do believe yeah. if, they, if they buy him out, I think the Lakers will be his preference over the Clippers, uh, just because he gets to play with LeBron and um, Anthony Davis. And I think he just wants to be on the, the bigger team. Obviously, that's the Lakers. So I think the reason you do this shade is so the Lakers don't get him. And I think, like, basically why you have Moe Harkless is why you have Iguodala, but Iguodala is definitely a better defender than Moe Harkless. Yeah. So there's no reason to upgrade that with only giving up a second-round pick. Or there, That's all the reason to do so, is what I should say. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think that should be a move that yeah. the Clippers should make.
1: And also, what do like realistically, like, do you like, you know, you said the Clippers is home, so the Lakers can't get him. You, I'm um, thinking, might go to Dallas. Um, where, like, where do you think, you know, like, if he, he goes somewhere, you think it's the Lakers where he goes there and he makes them that championship, like, team? Like, because he's, he's kind of a guy, like, you know, he's been on those old those Warriors teams. Like, he was like the silent vet leader, like, did what you needed him to do. Great defender, scored when he needed to. Um, you know, he, he's always gotten the job done. Like, do, so do you think he ends up in L.A.? Yeah, with the Lakers? I, I,
0: I think so. Or I, I think if he gets bought out, he would go with the Lakers. Yeah. Um, and, like, he's not going to play 25 minutes a night. I think he'd play probably between 15. But what you want him to do is guard the other team's best defenders. Exactly. Now, if the Clippers pick him up, you put putting him on LeBron. You're putting him on, let's say, Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green. Um, But for the Lakers, I think he's way more important because now you could put him on either Paul George or Kawhi Leonard when yeah. you're really not going to put Anthony Davis on Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. And LeBron... Maybe you won't guard him either. Um, if you're trying to... If LeBron's going to use all his energy on offense, it'll be tough for LeBron at age whatever 35 he is to guard um, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard on defense. So that was my fourth trade. Who is your fourth trade?
1: Or did you... Is this your fifth trade now? Um, This will be my fifth. Okay. No, wait, hold on. No, I only did three.
0: Okay. So what's your fourth trade?
1: Uh, my fourth trade is um, Patty Mills. The Lakers receive Patty Mills. And the Spurs receive uh Quinn Cook um a second and I have KCP in there but that no trade clause is kind of uh yeah. a bit a bit of a uh you know difficult thing to work around with these trades especially because you know KCP he he knows what position he's in he knows he's on the Lakers he knows he's got a good chance of getting a ring so I think being traded away is kind of something that would be you know somewhat difficult to get to convince him to do he's making what like Eight nine million this year. Yeah, I
0: think he has to be in the trade if you're getting Patty Mills because Patty Mills is making, I believe, a decent amount of money. I think it's yeah. around fifteen to seventeen mils. So in order to make the salaries match, yeah, you probably need KCP in that deal.
1: Exactly, and you know, I and you know Mills, he's um he's somebody that I think the Lakers could use to just be able to take the ball away from Rondo a little bit mm-hmm. because <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and growing up we loved watching Rondo, mm-hmm. um, but he's just past his prime. He's you know. Um, playing like low twenty minutes a game, um, he's averaging like seven points, five rebounds, um, like and like five or six assists, and and he's extremely inefficient. And the thing is, LeBron can run the point. Is he, he he's still in the NBA in assists?
0: Uh, LeBron, yeah,
1: yeah. So he's playing like one of the best point guards in the NBA, if not the best point guard in the NBA. And him and Anthony Davis click so well. Um, so I think Patty Mills is definitely someone just so you can rotate in to kind of get Rondo's inefficiency off the floor for a little bit and. Mm-hmm. And, and he's got playoff experience, he's a vet. I feel like he'd be uh, a pretty good asset.
0: Yeah. Um the only thing cuz uh, that you hear the Darren Collison news that he I might Yeah, like I yeah, I heard the Darren Collison so news. So they might do that just because um yeah. obviously they don't have to give anything up, but yeah, I think they course. would do that for but I don't know if KCP would accept that no trade clause. Exactly. That, that that's, no just, that's just that's oh, yeah.
1: just, you know, it, it cuz you know, KCP is one of those guys like, you know, he's making like 8 9 million, so he's got a decent amount of salary to move him. Yeah. He's not incredibly efficient. And you know he and he's a decent trade piece for some teams, but it's just that no trade clause has really just it, it come back, um, to you know, hold hold the Lakers from doing something really good.
0: So for my fifth trade, it's probably my most boring trade. It's Marvin Williams for Tyler Johnson and a second round pick. Now the reason uh, Charlotte would do this is because they get a second round pick for an expiring deal in Marvin Williams. They get an expiring deal in Tyler Johnson back, so this is basically a free second round pick for them. And they might make the playoffs, they might not, but that's not relying on um, mm-hmm. Marvin Williams. And for the Suns. I think they could use another four, um, I think, behind Dario Sarch, Or he can honestly, I think he might be better than Dario Saric at this moment. He's a good room protector. He gets based to four. And I think if they're wanting to make the playoffs on a, a buy low move, like obviously they can go out and trade for Kevin Well, but you're kind of mortgaging your future. and They're going to be locked into that contract. And yeah, he could maybe get you to the playoffs. But I think Marvin Williams who is shooting 40% on threes this year. I think he could just be a nice four-spacer off the bench. He can play well with DeAndre Aiden when it's going to come that those two are going to be on the four together and you're going to need them to play well. I think they can. And I think this is just a, a low-cost move for them that could just make them a better team. And it only costs you a second-round pick and Tower Johnson. You're kind of also removing Tower Johnson on your team, which means that uh, you can give more minutes to Ty Jerome. Uh, Javon Carter, Eli Okubo. So yeah, that was just like I guess probably the most quote unquote boring trade on mm. my list. But yeah, that was my fifth one. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, or do you want to get to your fifth one?
1: Um, no, I mean, uh, yeah, you say you say you know it's quote unquote boring, but I think like you know like it, it's it's just like it's one of those like kind of like under, under the radar trades that I think could really wind up, uh, you know. Being bigger than you think.
0: Yeah, and the Suns are trying to make the playoffs for the first time in like a decade, and they're yeah, exactly, they're
1: making the push. Like, you know, what what are they said now? Right now, they're uh,
0: thirteen and twenty-one, a game and a half out of uh, out the of, eight seed. Yeah, so yeah, they're in and there.
1: And, yeah, it's just that like you know the Spurs, the Blazers. I think the Blazers going to turn around personally. Like, they 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 made the Western Conference Finals last year. I think they're going to wind up uh, finish around like the six of the seven, um, probably more towards the six, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but it's just that everybody – because everybody else is very um, catchable, you know? The mm-hmm. Spurs, the Wolves, especially, um, the like, the Grizzlies are behind them. The Kings, like, yeah. they, they don't have much competition behind them. And I think if the Suns can find their groove somewhere in the middle of the season, they could really – they could finally make the playoffs and, you know, get out of this drought they've been going through mm-hmm. and give Devin Booker, a, you know, a nice little postseason experience because he's been w- pretty much the Suns uh, – you know, the hero of Phoenix uh, through this drought.
0: So what is, uh, your fifth and final move?
1: Um, fifth and final move, i saved it for last. I think it's kind of like, it's also could be, it's the least realistic out of my realistic ones. Um, it's Andre Drummond and Tim Frazier going to the Mavs. Mm-hmm. Um, for Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, and two, um, seconds, because they have two from Golden State and Utah. Um, you know, I think there's the Pistons are going to see Andre Drummond walk. Yeah. Like we talked, we talked about him before. Um, and you know he's just a good defensive player. He can't really create his own shot, but I think that you know he could he he could be a really 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 good um like number like number two slash three with Luka and Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Do I think they're really competing for the title this year? Not really, but I think um you know if they if they some because how many how many we all use Luka on his rookie deal? One more after this one? Uh two more. Two more for this one exactly. So. You know, and Drummond's what? I think he's twenty nine. Uh
0: no, I believe he's younger than the that. Twenty seven. The twenty seven.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So if if him being 26, twenty six, twenty six, even yeah. better. Um, yeah. So like, and, and if you know, you never know. Drummond could wind up, uh, really liking what he's doing in uh in the Mavericks, and you know, see, Porzingis and Luca really, um, as two guys that could help him win a ring. I think he maybe he signs like a two or three year deal to stay there and see Luca develop, um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe for a bit of a pay cut. Um, but, you know, we'll see. It's because, you know, he's somebody that, that you might, that you want, that he's going to want, you know, $25 million because he's been the guy in Detroit putting up like 18 and 17 for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And just the Pistons are kind of out of it. Like, even though they have a couple other assets like D Rose, Blake Griffin, um, they're not in contention this season. And they're not going to be yep. because, you know, the East is just better and they're just, um, playing 11 games under 500, which doesn't get it done this year. All right,
0: guys, so now we are going to give five fantasy-type trades. These ones probably won't happen, and they're definitely bigger names, so they'll be more fun to talk about. I actually have six, so I just added one. It was because of DeAndre Drummond news. I didn't think he was going to get traded at the deadline, but now it's looking like he will. So I'll start off my first one. It's going to be Drew Holiday going to Denver. I've talked about this before. Uh, For Gary Harris, Malik Beasley, a 2022 first-round pick, and a 2024 heavily protected first on pick so the 2022 first on pick will be unprotected and then the 2024 first on pick will be like 1 to 20 protected and then if not it'll convey to like a late second in like 2026 so the reason i think denver does this trade they can get that second star i don't think juan is a superstar i don't think he's close but i think he's a star or at least an all-star in that category he's a top starter and i think a trio of him murray and jokic is really nice i think he could play well off of jamal murray i think i jamal murray could thrive moving off ball he's quick he moves well without the ball already and i think you how they could be kind of that combo guard and he could be the primary ball handler for them and they get that kind of second star to Jokic or third star however you want to count uh, jamal murray for not a super expensive price you're not giving up on michael porter jr you're not having to try to trade jamal murray or somebody like that and you're only giving up really one first off pick here and if you're you give up your 2024 first that means you were good that year so they wouldn't mind that and for the pelicans I don't see them doing this trade. Um, I would see Denver doing this trade more because I don't think Gary Harris is, like, the good enough young player in return. Malik Beasley is a restricted free agent after this year, so he could be just a rental. Um, and you really just get one first-round pick that will probably be between 23 and 30 in 2022. So I don't really see the Pelicans doing that trade. I would just really like to see Drew Holiday make his way onto the Nuggets. Uh, do you think that has any possibility, or you don't think that they even move Drew Holiday, uh, the Pelicans?
1: Um... You know, he, he. I feel like Drew Holiday is one of the guys. Like, you know, you have the guys that are heavily talked about of being traded in the NBA through like a lot of different sources, and I feel like Drew Holiday is a lot of is is a guy that a lot of like you know NBA fans want to see traded. Um, I think it's got a shot, but I'm not really. I think that the Pelicans, they might they might try and um, and, you know, and, honestly, thinking about it, Gary Harris could you know he could be like that kind of young guy that could fit in with the young core in uh in. New Orleans, but they also, on the other hand, might want to keep Drew Holliday as, like, the vet. So, it could go either way. I, I, th- I think I think he's got a shot.
0: Yeah, I I'm like, the Pelicans have been better lately, and the reason I don't think they trade him is because I think they want to see him with Zion. And, obviously, they want to yeah. see that team with Zion. So, I think he's going to come back in January, so they'll get a small sample uh, size with Drew and Zion on the floor together. Uh, and they've been playing better lately. There's still only three games out of the, uh, or three and a half games out of the eight seed, so they could still make the playoffs this year. And I would like to see him in Denver, but I don't think the Pelicans trade him. But that's why it's my fantasy category. So who,
1: or what is your first fantasy trade? My first fantasy trade is a comeback for DeMar DeRozan to Toronto. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, I, I thought about that too, but like,
0: I, I have DeMar DeRozan. I'll talk about mine after yours. Okay. It's just, I don't, I, as much as, like, it'd be cool to see DeRozan back on the Raptors. I don't think besides does it, but uh, I'm interested to see what your offer is here.
1: No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why it's in the fantasy category. Um, So... DeMar DeRozan and a one, the Spurs trade, Mm -hmm. um, for Serge Ibaka, Patrick McCaw and, uh, and and another one. Um, and, you know, do I think, um, it's incredibly realistic? Not really. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe a a piece on either side. So, you know, even it out a little more, um, is added, but Siakam's getting better. He's really one of the best big men in the NBA now. He's playing fantastic, continuing to improve. might Might win it twice in a row. Um... And if the Raptors would have traded for DeRozan, it would be it would be Van Vliet, Lowry, DeMar, Siakam, and Marcus Gasol, which I think is, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it's almost, uh, it's not as good. You know, Kawhi's better than DeMar DeRozan. We all know this. Um, but, you know, the guy, Van Vliet got better. He's getting better. Yeah. He did develop. So did Siakam. So maybe they can uh, make a run again.
0: I would like to see that as well. I don't know how the spacing would be. Um, With DeRozan, who still doesn't take threes for some reason. But I also had a DeMar DeRozan trade. I have DeMar DeRozan and Marco Bellinelli going to Orlando for Terrence Ross, Alfred Camino, DJ Augustine to make the salary work, and a 2020 protected first, which would be lottery protected, which means Orlando, or top 20 protected, excuse me, and then it will convey in two seconds. So Orlando, they need offense. Um, I don't like the fit with Aaron Gordon, and now that Jonathan Isaac is out for the year, you can move Aaron Gordon back to the four where I believe his true position is. I think he plays out of position at the three. You can put DeMar at the three. You can have Fournier, he's had a great year at the two. Mark Hill at the one, and then you can maybe test the buyout market or the free agency market for that backup point guard. And then you have Vucevic at the 5. And I think, honestly, that's the 7th best team in the East. I think that team is better than Brooklyn um, if they were to get DeRozan. And for San Antonio, if you didn't plan on bringing back DeRozan anyway, who does have a player option, he could opt out. he could opt in. He might, uh, I believe he will opt out. But you get at least possibly a first for him in return, which I think is great. You get a solid player in Terrence Ross. Uh, you get Alfred Camino, who I think Pop would love to use. And Augustine isn't expiring. Um, I just don't know if they would want the Terrence Ross contract, which is three years uh, left on it after this year, but, um, yeah, it, it sucks that Isaac just got here because he was having a great defensive year, but I think, I don't know, a Fultz, Fournier, DeRozan, Gordon, Vucevic starting five would be
1: fun. Yeah, that, that could definitely, that, that, that's, um, you know, uh, seven, eight, maybe even, um, a six if they, you know, hit a little streak, but, mm-hmm. um, honestly, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I love the Pacers this year, and they're, yeah. they're sitting at the six right now, which, you know, it kind of stinks because I think they're going to be a great team when all people... They're, already, they're a very good team right now. I think it to be they're great all when all people comes back. back. But, you know, they got the Sixers, the Raptors, the yeah. Heat, the Celtics, and that the Bucks ahead of them, playoffs. you know.
0: Yeah, I, I think this would make Orlando better, and I think they need offensive help, and I think this is kind of the... Not like a star player, but this is a top offensive threat in the NBA, mm-hmm. and I think he'd be great. So, I see on your... Or I saw on your list that you have Chris Paul, right? You have a Chris yes. Paul trade? I do as well.
1: Uh, what's your Chris Paul trade? Uh, I am going to the Lakers, okay. um, and I think... This might be one of those times where LeBron kinda, you know, becomes becomes the GM and becomes the executive and says we knew because we need somebody. Him and Chris Paul are kinda part of that crew like with Dwayne Wade and Mel that have been friends mm. for um, for quite some time. And I think they would play great together. You know, like LeBron's playing um, like I said, like a fantastic point guard. Um, but the Lakers they need another facilitator because there's some positions where Rondo, you know, kinda tries to take over and it just it really just does not work. Um so, I, I, I just think that it could be, um, you know, it's just tough because we'll see. He's making over 20 million, right? 20? Like he's making like 30? I think it's in the 40s or it's high 30s.
0: Yeah, it's it's his contract is basically the worst part about him because it's like untradeable. Now, if you're the Lakers, like I would love to see him on the Lakers, but you would have to give up Danny Green, KCP, Andrew yeah, I mean, McGee. Ex- and you might not ex- even ex- get yeah, there.
1: Exactly. Like you'd, you'd have to give up Danny Green, to, like Danny Green and KCP, and again, KCP, there's no trade clause. Yeah. So um, I, yeah. It's just like to even to me, even make it remotely like 85 percent of 40 is, um, like 35. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it, it, that's why I put it in in fantasy. Uh, I I hope I'd like to see it happen because I'd love to see uh, CP3 make that NBA Finals yeah. that he's been trying know, to make his whole right. career, but unfortunately it's going to be very very difficult to make it work.
0: Yeah, he's making 38.5 million this year, 41 next year, and then 44 mil in 2021-2022. So I'll talk about my Chris Paul trade. Um, it's for James Johnson, Dion Waiters, and Justice Winslow to the Miami Heat. Now um, the reason I I'll talk about the reason I do think this would work, but then I'll talk about the reason why neither team would probably do this, or at least the uh, he probably wouldn't do this, but for the Heat, you get one of the best ball hitters in the league still. Chris Paul is showing that he is not watched, and he's having a great year. He's mm-hmm. having a top seven-point guard year, in my opinion, and I think he'd be an immediate upgrade, even over Kendrick Nunn, who you get to keep in the shade. You get to keep Tyler Hero, um, or Hero, excuse me. You get to keep Duncan Robinson and all kind of your young guys besides Winslow, who is having a disappointing year. Now, the reason I don't think Miami would do this is because they want 2021 cup flexibility in the offseason. season. Obviously, that's a big free agency class. You have the guys like Gobert, Giannis, um, that whole or that whole free agency class. So I think they want to keep their eye on that, and Chris Paul would just uh, totally neglect any plans they had for that. Um, Offseason and then I don't know if the Thunder. I mean, they do get Justice Winslow, which is a nice young piece, and they get off the Chris Paul contract. They could kind of let SGA flourish there. Um, but I think Paul's nice with SGA. I think he's helping him out. He's being a mentor. And he's playing well with them. And I don't know if they want to take on the head cases of Johnson, who showed up overweight, and Deion Waiters, who's been suspended like four times this year, because both of those players are under contract next year. But I would love to see Paul in the Heat. I mean, I would love to see Paul in a lot of teams, and I think so many teams would try to trade for him if he wasn't making thirty and a half million a year. Yeah, it's just nice. if he was making. 25 mil a year yeah he'd be probably one of the hottest trade candidates in the league and maybe Houston wouldn't even have traded him in the first place but his contract is just unfathomable and I, I don't think it, he's gonna get traded
1: yeah I, I know what I was saying he's he making over 20 million right I, that, that, that in my head I was saying 30 yeah. me saying 20 makes it seem ridiculous now because he's making 40 million <laughs> making dollars a year money. But.
0: so uh yeah that is my third trade um and then uh, what is your third trade
1: um I uh it's gonna be a Carlton Towns trade mm-hmm. um okay because we're getting the I, I I wish I kind of yeah. threw him in
0: here, but you, you didn't you didn't throw him in, in there. there. Yeah,
1: I mean like like realistically like he's expressed a lot of um, unhappiness in Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's it just kind of kind of hate to see it because Wiggins is finally becoming a little more productive and efficient, um, other than just you know throwing up stats because yes that's been a thing for him in the past kind of empty numbers Mm -hmm. um what's the trade you got d eric pascal uh, alec burks and a first Mm -hmm. uh to the warriors for towns because the warriors um like i said it's fantasy so Mm -hmm. will it happen (laughs) not don't think so but it might um but with Stephen clay coming back next year there's really no spot for d Well, there's not no spot for d but there's a substantially minimalized spot for d Mm -hmm. with those two shooters coming back i agree um so and steph klein towns they'll pick up right where they left off yeah. in my opinion like you know towns is he as valuable as kd no but is he probably the most valuable big man in the nba right now besides NBA anthony davis? davis probably
0: yeah and like um so is that first round pick the warriors 1st round pick this year so like it's gonna yeah, be their top yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah um I, I mean yeah uh i mean if the warriors got cat, that's just crazy um I don't know. I would like to see Minnesota get d but also keep Towns. But I don't know what they can do for that. A lot of people are saying that Delo's, Yeah. No, I, I don't know if it'd be Wiggins. I think that the... Well, because the Warriors probably wouldn't want Wiggins, I feel. Exactly. I feel like they would want Rocco, their first this year. And maybe... That's probably it. And then maybe the Warriors would accept that. Um, and that would, I think, benefit both teams. So, I'll move on here to my fourth uh, fantasy trade. I actually had six. So, yeah. Four to six. I have Kevin Love for Hassan Whiteside in a 2021st. Uh The reason this is in fantasy is because I don't think the Blazers are going to go and trade for Kevin Love. And for the Cavs, I think this is nice. They can have protected first. That could be like the 25th pick and an expiring for Kevin Love. And for Portland, you get a nice four-spacer. You get an okay defender. Um, Not great, but nah, he's not what he was, but he's not horrible um, at this point. Uh, but he's a nice four-spacer. He's a nice uh, shot creator. He could still do something in the post, even though the post is kind of dying a little bit. But... I think this is fantasy because I don't think Portland will make a move for Kevin Love just because of his large salary for the next two years. And they're going to, they have other holes. And I think they like Zach Collins a lot. So they want to see him back and him playing with Nurkic. And they're probably just going to look for just more bench help before the uh, extensions of Willard and McCollum kick in. Yeah. So, yeah, that was just one I just wanted to mention. Um, we can move on to your fourth one because I know we talked about Kevin Love before. So I don't want to yeah. go too much into Kevin Love.
1: Um, uh, Danilo Gallinari. Um, Going to Portland um, for Ken Bazemore and a one, um, mm-hmm. and maybe like a, maybe like a, an ending on both sides to yeah. help to even it out. Um, but you know, the Blazers, the Blazers, um, have to make at least one move this year. I feel like to get back into the playoff push with the rough start, um, and you know, do I think they? I don't. I think there's little to no shot they make both the trades. Like you know, a big deal for Kevin Love and a big deal for. Gallinari, yeah. um... But both of them could compliment, uh... CJ, um... To help get back to where they were last year. Yeah, Just I, I, like to see. I think
0: Gallo's a realistic candidate for them to trade for. I think it could be a Bazemore and, like, a second. And I think, um... OKC would do that. So, yeah, I don't think that's far-fetched at all. And I actually think that's um... Probably, yeah, it's pretty realistic. And I think they could go after Gallo, um... At the deadline. So, I'll move on to my fifth trade here. I have another, um uh okay yeah i had a brain fart here i don't know why for some reason i still thought evan turner was on the trailblazers but no my trade's right so we're going to talk about or my final two trades are about the hawks getting a center um and the first one is Steven adams for evan turner alex len and the 2020 brooklyn first round pick now you've heard the rumors that the hawks are desperately trying to get talent around trey young and john collins and they need a center desperately because Alex Len, Damian Jones, it's just not working out for them, and Bruno Fernando probably isn't going to be a starting center in his career, um, or at least it's looking like that at this moment, and they get Steven Adams for Alex Len and Evan Turner, two expirings, and a first-round pick that is probably going to be like 18 and 19, so I don't think that's like, I I think that's better than anything that they would get um, or draft at that pick, uh, unless they land obviously as total stud there, but... Mm -hmm. The odds of that aren't as good as probably being as good as Steven Adams is right now, who's also under contract next year. And he can kind of work well in the pick and roll with Trey Young. And he can kind of be in the inside, like Collins can be more of a stretch for. And I think that the Hawks desperately need a center. And I think Steven Adams could be their guy that they don't have to maybe give up a lot for. Because another center out of them going after, they might have to give up maybe another pick. But um, yeah, I just have the uh, Hawks getting Steven Adams in that trade. I don't, do you want to talk about that one a little bit or do you want to move on to your,
1: your last one? Um, no, I, I, I agree with your points, you know, because they need something around Trey Young yeah, and because, because bad. he, he's, he's got potential to be one of the next great guys in the NBA and you want to keep him happy mm-hmm. for his first couple of years. So, you know, if the Hawks are struggling, but they keep him happy, maybe he'll stick around a little longer because you'd hate to see him walk after his rookie year ago, after his rookie deal ends up because then the Hawks will be pretty much back at square one, Yeah. especially if the rest of the guys, they don't have, um, you know, continue to, you know, have a slower development process mm-hmm. into the NBA. So what's your uh, fifth final trade? Yeah. So my fifth final one is probably um, very little chance of happening, and you know here's mm-hmm. some speculation about it, but it's Alonzo Ball trade, okay. and I did this partially um, because, like I said, I'm not sure what happened, and because I'm a hopeful Knicks fan, so I haven't gone mm-hmm. to the Knicks, um, Okay. and it would be Lonzo and another and another player um, for. Uh, and a two yeah. for Marcus Morris and Kevin Knox and a two from the Knicks. Okay. Um, like, I think Kevin Knox is extremely inefficient. I think he's yeah. – I, I, I was excited when he, he was looking good in his, in his rookie season for a little bit in the beginning and wound up, you know, kind of taking a downturn this year. But and his defense is just – that, that Yeah, really good, at yeah. It his on
0: ball defense.
1: Yeah. Um, and this is just kind of like an ultimate fantasy thing because the Knicks somehow end up with the one and the two and get LaMelo. Um, it would, it would no, just be awesome. And Lonzo. Yeah. Because that, that would just be great to watch you know, see, see LaVar sitting courtside 40 times <laughs> a year. Um, but you know, and you know, just, if they can somehow pull off the balls, um, then it would be RJ, Mitch, Lonzo and LaMelo, you know, yeah, I guess fun. you, you so might, fun. you might have to move, you would have to move, um, obviously the, the ball brothers take, but take the one of the two, um. And RJ sitting R- at the three RJ instead of instead Riff. of playing the one this year, which yeah. I, I just I hated watching it. Like, cause... yeah, thank
0: God Alfred Peterson's back because yeah, it's rough watching him play point guard. Yeah, he's not a point guard,
1: especially because he he is he is no experience. Like, he played a little point guard at Duke, but playing point guard at Duke and playing point guard in the NBA is completely yeah. different worlds. <laughs> and and I, I love Mitchell Robinson. I think he's a yeah. fantastic defender, a great rebounder, and I think a couple years he can really be uh one of those solid you know like 15 and 15 type centers. Yeah.
0: So uh, I threw in the sixth and final trade just because of the recent Andre Drummond news. So I have Andre Drummond going to the Atlanta Hawks, uh, staying on Atlanta for Chandler Parsons. Uh, so Chandler Parsons already matches the salary on Andre Drummond they also get the 2020 Brooklyn first that I just talked about which will probably be around I would say 16 to 21 um, by the end of the year because it's looking like they'll be the 7th or 8th seed in the Eastern Conference or they might not even make the playoffs but it's looking like they will um, unless they just kind of uh, are just bad recently or lately and maybe Kyrie doesn't come back and then also I have the Pistons either getting DeAndre Bembry or the 2022 OKC first now if you're Atlanta, you're giving up a lot here um, for Andre Drummond at this current moment just because he'll be a free agent most likely in the offseason. He'll opt out. But you're getting that immediate guy, and you'll have bird rights on him, and then you can probably sign him to a four-year deal maybe – uh for like 110 or 100 you give him about 25 mil a year because they'll have loads of cap space in the offseason and he'll definitely make them better and then you can kind of have column space the floor same philosophy uh that i said for stephen adams you're giving up like i said the 18th pick chairman parsons who i think is like good friends with blake griffin um so whatever there and then they either get deandre Bembry, who could be a nice rotational player or the 2022 okc first and i think andre Drummond is one of the hardest guys to predict what his trade value is because is he good is he that top starter, or is he kind of just like that good starter that you really wouldn't give up multiple first-round picks for? Um, or at least at this moment, because he will be a quote-unquote pending free agent because he does have the player option. So, I think that they would make that type of move to get on to Drummond. Obviously, Woe just broke that news like right before we recorded this podcast. So, I think that they could uh, make a move for a center. Even, I've heard rumors with Adams or Drummond. I think they will make a move for one of them before the uh, trade deadline ends because I think they want an immediate um, upgrade at that five spot for Trey Young. Oh yeah guys, so that is going to be episode 12 of the Just Ballin' podcast. I hope you guys did enjoy listening either if you're on youtube spotify or apple Podcasts. thank you tom for coming on it's always fun uh, yeah of course thanks nice having us. me yeah so uh we talked about 10 trades um you can let me know on youtube in the comments if you have any specific trades you would have liked to see us mention or just like any cool trades you came up with but yeah that is going to be it for us and we'll see you guys later peace
1: see you guys